Okay, so as I was patiently waiting for you to come on, um, I actually took out my tarot deck and I shuffled until a card popped up and I got the world card, number 21. Okay, uh, this is pretty significant because the last card of the major arcana signifies completion of the twin flame journey. Um, Many people don't know this, but the tarot, the major arcana, is the twin flame journey starting from the fool um and the fool splits up into the magician then the high priestess i talked about this in the last podcast and it ends in the world card where there's union and the new earth is here that's why it's called world um and i do feel like i've almost pretty much completed the twin flame journey what about you Yeah, I mean, I just moved my bed to make a room for someone that. else in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say for your audience that doesn't know, Dan was telling me that if you don't make room for a person to fit into your life at the moment, then they're not going to be able to make like movement towards you. And so I was like, really resistant to moving my bed so i called you out on that pretty quickly and get out of it and dude you yeah you did you're like why are you resisting it as as soon as you said it as like no it doesn't work it doesn't fit it's gonna be too crammed um and and i was like you know what you're right so i did it and as i was doing it i was like it's it's a tight fit yeah but like I think in my head I made it out so much worse like that it would be like terrible or so inconvenient for me and it kind of got me thinking about um you know my view towards relationships and to as much as I keep saying I want to that I'm ready for a relationship I'm mm. terrified of how it can and so me. people listen to this right now you might think okay what does something as trivial as making physical space for someone how's that influence union in some way in some magical way i think it just mentally puts you in a frame of hey i'm making space for someone i'm allowing it to happen rather than just resisting it and going on your life as normal right um so in the short time of you moving your bed Mm -hmm. did you feel yourself open up to the connection more love it i did surprisingly um and I think it was like I was really (laughs) I was complaining the whole time if I'm being honest I was complaining the entire time I moved my bed and the first way I moved it didn't work and I was like see I said it didn't work and it's not gonna work and I was almost like relieved that it didn't work because that meant I could put it back to the way it was and I didn't have to change my lifestyle and it was just like I don't know, like I, I was settling for comfort and then I just realized like, fine, put it back to it was like the way it was, but you can't complain about being single. You can't complain about somebody not coming into your life because you're choosing not to have somebody come into your life. And it was just very evident by me being so against being inconvenienced mm. by another person and it's crazy how that manifests you know? into physical spaces um, right yeah. like you might not think that the physical space of your bedroom determines how open you are to love but 
It does. It's a symptom of your beliefs. But it does. And your energy, like, right? It is. And I think, um, I mean, I've been med- meditating more, so I've been able to like recognize my thoughts and understand them a little bit better, like as an observer and not like falling into the trap of like, I am my thoughts. And I I listened to it. I listened to my, like the things I was saying as I moved my bed. And I'm like, how, like, I, I could tell, like, I didn't want somebody in my mm. life. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, really though? Really? Cause you're doing all this stuff. And like you say, like to like make room for people and start yeah. a family, but you're so resistant to just like shifting your bed to the side. Like that's really all it was, was moving my bed sideways and moving my lamp over to the other side that's all I did and I was just like so upset about it like it was like it was such a big deal and it really wasn't it was something so small and I yeah, just and I, I think didn't want to make that type of resistance in comes in two forms I think they're two sides of the same coin and the one facet of it is like you said you just um you feel like it's going to inconvenience you. You feel like having a partner is just going to take over your, it's going to encroach on your freedom, on your liberty, on your personal space. The other side of it is mm-hmm. um, some people resist it because they're ashamed of their room. They're ashamed of their body. They're ashamed of uh, how they are just vulnerable, naked and all. They don't like the way they look in the mirror. Right. Um, and so yeah. I feel like that's also an impediment towards union, not just b- someone being hyper independent, but also someone who is just completely closed off because there's shame there. So on the other side, how can someone reduce shame? I've gotten, gotten into this a lot personally. Um, other than guided meditations, um, you really like it. it they, they really do help. Um, one thing that I always tell myself is like, I, I don't have anything to be ashamed of. Um, and, and the main reason is like the, my mistakes or the things that I, con- I considered mistakes at one point were the driving force to get me to where I am now. Um, but little things to do is just yeah. like clean your room, you know, um, have a place for everything. So you don't have to go all out, um, but it's just like, okay, maybe just make sure that all your clothes are, are hung or folded. Um, maybe make sure that you have a jar where you put all of like the, the things you jump out of your pocket so you're not just jumping it on your desk mm-hmm. or on your bed it has like a designated spot and slowly just like move yourself into a direction just like pick one thing to organize um maybe go through your paperwork just whatever is easiest for you um yeah and I think someone with a lot of shame there. and I feel like we're opposite in that you're someone who's hyper independent and I'm someone who shies away from connections because for me, it's shame, right? <laughs> like we were just talking about the room situation. I got kicked out of my room because my brother moved back home. Um, and I got placed into my sister's room. And it's a very feminine room. The, the walls are purple. 
there's like necklaces and like <laughs> very feminine decorations just all over the place right and I'm like what do I even do right um and I've been dealing with eczema for a really long time and so for me just like I know that my block towards intimacy is just like loving myself unconditionally but people who are in shame need to hear this part where it's not just mental spirituality mm. isn't just mental you kind of have to get your foot off you, you got to get your ass off the couch and you got to do stuff right so if it's body image you got to work out you got to drink more water yeah. you got to adjust your diet right it's not just okay i need to mentally make space for someone it's no i also got to be on top of my priority priorities i also have to follow through with my word i also have to make time for friends i also have to meditate and eat as clean as possible right um so yeah i feel like we tend to just mm -hmm. get lost in the spiritual sauce so to speak and we forget the practical applications right so <laughs> isn't that crazy just something as like yeah, yeah something as simple as just like there, there is. Room, right so go for a walk yeah is there yeah go ahead and it is. And I, I mean, something that you kind of brought up to, um, and you, you don't really see it in this, but like all the like therapy I went through, um, a big thing is self-love. It's like, if you love yourself, you wouldn't, mm. you wouldn't treat yourself that way. Like if you loved yourself, you would put yourself in an environment where you could thrive. If you loved yourself, your room would be relaxing. And, um, if you loved yourself you'd keep your body healthy you'd take care of your body so it's like you have to love your body mind and soul um you're shameful because you know you're or you have shame because you don't accept yourself and the reason you don't accept yourself is because you don't love yourself if you love yourself unconditionally you don't have shame you just you accept yourself for what you are you accept your mistakes um you know, as just stepping stones and, and you really, I think that's a big, big thing, but it's I, like one question I would, I actually did like started practicing every day. It's like, what can I do for myself today? Um, Cause I would do for others, you know, I'd be like buying my mom flowers or washing my dad's car or, um, you know, just doing errands for somebody else when re in reality, I should have just been like, putting that back towards myself and being like what can I do for myself today I could I and like some little things I started doing is like I'm gonna take myself out for a walk I'm gonna go out in nature I'm gonna get my nails done I'm gonna have a spa mm. day I'm gonna go get a massage <laughs> which I did today um so it's just like yeah. every day you should and be doing ironically for yourself those activities that you allot to yourself those make space for someone else to come in like it opens your heart up I'm going to go back real quick to what we were talking about um, with shame because you yeah. said, you know, acceptance or admitting it. Um, there's a quote I heard on the podcast. It goes, mm -hmm. shame cannot survive in the light. So whatever you're shameful about, right, you tend to just bury yourself and like live as a hermit with your problems and not come clean about it. But the moment you just express it, shame automatically is, el is eliminated right so I needed to say yeah I have eczema and sometimes I'm scared to take my shirt off even though I work out and I have abs right I'm I'm ashamed like 
it just the shame is just completely gone now right or just talking about like the room situation where i don't have a room and i got moved to my sister's room shame shame is completely gone because there's nothing hidden right so if you're struggling to overcome shame or climb out of it you fix it first by just like you said accepting it oh hell yeah and it's hard um you know sometimes you have to have you have to have a few goes like goes at it like for me one one of the hardest things like my childhood is pretty hard to to get over um I'm so embarrassed by it you know and I shouldn't be I shouldn't be I was young too so it's like I shouldn't be judging myself um but like as an adult like we've all had those drunken nights where we did stupid things uh I had a really drunken night where I just blew somebody up and confessed I love them and made a fucking fool of myself because I got so shit-faced um and it took me so long like and, and it was my twin like he saw that side of me and I was so embarrassed I was like ah like I had so much shame in that and it was on my birthday so I was just like I can't even like look at pictures of my birthday like I can't even I wasn't able to even look back or tell people what I did like I didn't want to think about it um and I had to go through it and forgive myself and accept it over and over and over again and this was last year and it's not until this month actually in a clearing meditation that I did that I was finally able to make my peace with it and now I'm like there's no shame in it I I'm not embarrassed by what I did and what I said and how, you know, drunk I was. And like, I, like in the moment I felt so pathetic and now I'm, I'm just like, that was something I needed to go through to see how bad I was. Because when it comes down to it, that night was like my realization of I am spiraling and I like, I hit an all-time low like that was my lowest point and from there it just went up you know um but that was my lowest so I had a similar situation with my twin where after our breakup lowest point in my life I sent her this long sappy email and I didn't tell anyone and I held so much shame about Uh that I'm gonna ask you what do you think how do you think it affects the union or the connection when you hold shame about something you've done to the person? I think um, for me, the hardest thing was I was, I didn't know how they felt towards me because of it. And it's just like, if I felt shame about it, I'm sure they must have too. Um, And I, like, that was what made it so shameful and so hard for me to get over. Like, I I told you, like, I did so many clearings over this. I wrote about it. I did meditations. I talked to my therapist about it. And it took so long for me to get over this one thing because I just, I feel like I tainted my image in their eyes and I didn't know how to undo that and how to fix it. And it was finally just me accepting like, 
I deserve to be loved no matter how low I go and no matter what mistakes I make. And that made it easier for me to let go of his thoughts of me. I'm like, I, that, I am too great to let a bad night right. define me. Right. And I think you know, it I'm actually too great to let, like, multiple really mistakes define me. negative, toxic energy when you're second guessing yourself and you're doubting your worth. And you're coming from a place of just yeah. uh, self-loathing. I, I don't think that serves the connection at all, right? If, you're, if you feel inferior it to that person, doesn't. if you feel like uh, you made an egregious mistake that's unforgivable, well, then you have just there defined the relationship that you are unforgivable and you are unapproachable. And so how can you expect mm-hmm. them to approach you or come to you, Right. But then again, like I said, um, yeah. it yeah. just takes yeah. just owning up to it and looking at it and realizing half the time it's not that bad, right? My sappy email, whenever when I read it again and I read it over with you, I was like, wait, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I think I told you, I was right. like, you made it out to sound so like sad and petty. And when you read it to me, I was like, this doesn't sound bad at all like i'm glad you did that because that was like one thing i made me realize i was like no it probably wasn't it probably wasn't and so Um, (laughs) it it kind of was but uh (laughs) but it's it's a lesson (laughs) but i'm a good person so it makes up for it (laughs) is the problem right there's this mantra that Mm -hmm. i've been practicing who taught me this yeah abraham hicks Oof, what a lovely soul right whenever you're going through something right because if you just focus on what you're going through and it's negative you're just going to keep repeating it because that's in your vibrational uh chamber at that moment right just negativity grief and you're expecting more to happen so a good mantra to kick your way out of that is just keep saying to yourself this is not that serious it's not that serious it's not that serious it's not that serious Right. And so I kept telling myself that, like, and that's such a healing mantra, right? When I quit my job, I, before making the call, there was so much resistance there, but I was just like, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. It's not that serious. Right. Car accident. It's not that serious. Not that serious. You just keep saying that problems will eventually solve themselves out and you can be truly present and actually learn to enjoy those moments. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, and like, it's just, it's crazy because I didn't realize like how many on this one event, like how many walls I had put up because of it, like on top of the shame. Like, I realized like it had to do so much. It had to do more that like with him than with anything else. And that that was one of the reasons why I started recognizing. Ooh, let's talk about that. Um, like our relationship as a twin flame union, like, I told you before, like, I was in such denial about it, but I'm like, why is it, like, in these key points in my life, like, he plays such a significant role, Um, and (laughs) honestly, what helped me the most was something that he told me, and he was doing something he shouldn't have been doing at a party, and he just, he looked at me and just told me, like, Diana, don't judge me. 
and he just had this look in his eye that he felt Mm. like he was disappointing me and he's just like I'm just Mm. having fun like please don't judge me I just looked at him I was like I could never like you can in my eyes you can do no wrong you know and I kept thinking on that moment I'm like what if that's how he felt like no matter what I do like in his eyes I can do no wrong and I was blessed enough to be able to talk to him recently um I say recently it's like months and months ago but I I remember him telling me like he the way what he sees in me and he didn't mention any of like my mistakes or anything like he's just like you're so loving and you're so kind and compassionate he's like I just I can't offer you that like I can't offer you the love you deserve but I'm just like wow like he sees me in such high regards and he like puts me on the same pedestal I put him I was like I'm over here thinking he thinks the worst of me over this one event and he's not even worried about it you know um and I just realized like I want to show myself the same unconditional love that I show him that I've shown everybody else in my other relationships like I want that for me and once I was able to that's when I was finally able to like break that shame and just accept that event in my life as what it was as a learning lesson that's so beautiful as you said that I almost like felt people listening to this just have an aha moment like a total epiphany of oh my goodness my twin isn't ashamed of me my twin doesn't think I'm a weirdo or a creep my twin actually puts me up on a pedestal the way I put them on a pedestal right like the love is reciprocated even though the love seems one-sided and it seems super strong coming from one side your partner sees you through the eyes of source and your partner can't help but love you they literally can't help but see the best of you yeah and they can't and you and it's hard to think that like it's so I'm sure a lot of people are resisting it but you have to remember if 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 this is your twin, they they have to love you the same way you do, and they probably feel the same way. They're just like, oh my gosh, of all my course. flaws, like I'm such a dirtbag, or you know, like I have all my issues. And it's just like, well, what do you think about those things? How do you feel about the mistakes they made? Do they affect the way you feel about them? They might make you second guess, or they might make you worry, but and you see, don't love them any less because of it. And likewise, we mirror each other so beautifully in twin flame unions where however you feel towards your twin, that's how they feel towards you. Mm -hmm. I forget what else I was going (laughs) to say after that. Um, We got caught. But yeah, so (laughs) twin flame mirroring, um, you put them on a pedestal, they'll put you on a pedestal. Oh yeah, this is where I was going with that. Um, during during dark night of soul, a lot of people thing. think it's just the feminine side that's going through the dark night and the pain. That's not true. That's not true. The, no, not. At I mean, all. how many channeled readings do people watch where the caption is um, on YouTube? The caption is like, "DM, really struggling right now. DM, tower moment with karmic. DM." <laughs> 
is in the midlife crisis like it's always dm dm and yeah. it's always actually df ascending df rising df stepping into our power df stepping into our purpose right like let's not take that like for granted like as much as the dark night of the soul has haunted us and has been just the craziest emotional roller coaster it's been the same for our twin right like the same crazy email I sent to my twin in my eyes she sent me the first crazy email in her eyes too and I thought I was the only one going through the dark night of soul during our first separation because we were only seeing each other for about two to three weeks and then she emailed me and she was like I've become an overthinker like I've never thought possible and I fell for you in ways that are just unimaginable I'm like wow like I thought I was the only one feeling about like this way right but it's mirrored. So whoever's listening to this, and I really feel like this message is hitting someone right now and like like a ton of bricks because it's a block where you think that this is just you alone on this journey where you forget or you don't realize that your twin feels the same way about you. And I want to undo that block. I want to take that block out because your twin loves you. Like your twin really fucking loves you. And it's so hard to accept. So how do we decrease that resistance to accepting someone else's love? It is hard to believe. On a human level, it is hard to understand and comprehend unconditional love. But how can we work our way towards it, towards understanding it more? I think the hardest person to convince to love you is yourself and if you can do that then oh my god you'll have confidence for anything um and it's it's just little steps like this is not something you're gonna accomplish overnight but it's something you get closer and closer to and you just have to don't pick the hardest thing I say like pick the easiest thing it's like where, where's the easiest place for you to love yourself is it in your skills like in your talents like you're a good writer maybe that's that's where you love and appreciate yourself so you know like for me what was it um for me I I did like I did nice things for people and I was like, I'm really kind and thoughtful. Let me be kind and thoughtful to myself. And so I would plan dates for myself and I would do like little things. Like I would buy myself flowers or go grocery shopping and get like a really expensive meal mm. and make myself like a steak and red wine, you know? Um, it worked like with, with and towards your strengths. Um, you know, like if you have hobbies, go and do those hobbies. Um, share that experience with other people I think you really have to work towards self-love and that'll just make you realize that you are so worthy of love um and it'll take away like the pain of not being with your twin because it, it took that away for me um because when I was able to finally love and appreciate myself in like entirely I came into the realization like him not being with me has got nothing to do with me because I was the one that was like I'm all in this relationship and he backed out um 
and that had nothing to do with me that had everything to do with him it's like yeah I had my own blocks but I was willing to work through them in this relationship and he wasn't and I I needed to stop taking that personally um it didn't mean I was inadequate it meant he needed to do work on his own and I respect him for that and it just it played out so well in all other areas of my life um if you have trouble like accepting love from a relationship like start small like accept love from your dog you know like do you let your dog cuddle with you um do you accept love from your friends accept love from your parents or your siblings I think you you need to really like understand that like there's a bigger picture to this and there's a reason why you're you're rejecting love from your twin flame and why it hurts so much like it's going to push Mm. you to want to make a change um and you're not going to do a lot of times you're not going to do this look if you did this change willingly you would have done it by now and you wouldn't be in this mess that's just the truth of it like the reason you're hurting is because you were putting off change and life made you uncomfortable and now you have you know your back's up against the wall and that was a hard truth I had to swallow. And now I'm like, nope, I don't have to learn lessons through pain anymore. I can just, you know, be ahead of the game and meditate and love myself and work hard. And just, I I don't, I'm going to accept change and I'm just, I'm going to follow my intuition and I don't need to suffer to learn. Like that's, that's my, like my mantra this, this year. Like I am living by that. I am that's not going to suffer to grow. Because... I know a lot of people are suffering from the block of maybe I can't have union right away because I haven't suffered enough for it. Or maybe I didn't learn enough to warrant union. Maybe I don't deserve it quite yet Mm because I'm not on a spiritual path like everyone else is, or I'm not like Kid Natural or Diana Vanessa and I needed to read this, right? That's block. (laughs) Yeah. It is. And once you realize the power, like the meaning behind those words, like you Mm. would only say that if you don't love yourself. Like, how dare you tell somebody you love that they're not worthy of love without like there's this is the thing about unconditional love. You don't have to do anything to merit this love. You don't you don't have to be anything other than who you are. You don't have to be better. You don't have to be stronger. You don't have to be smarter or cleaner or anything you don't have to have like you don't have to have like finished school and I think like we we think there's this finish line and once you reach that finish line we can accept love and it's just like no until yeah you realize you can have it before any of these things you can have it without any of these things um you don't and understand unconditional to love. bring you to a place of just being able to let that unconditional love from your twin land, I think it's important to remember, at least I know we've, we both have different twin flame scenarios and situations, but um, majority of people listening to this, your twin flame loved you the minute they saw you. Not the minute, the split second, your eyes made contact or your energies. Yeah. They, they recognized the love. that they just exactly know, were they recognized made, the love made aware of it when they first saw you. You didn't have to do anything. 
you were just you you didn't have to put on a show the moment you stepped in the room or the moment they stepped into the room you loved them and they loved you too there was nothing warranted there was nothing offered there was nothing performed it was just natural unconditional perfect timeless real right and I love what you said about mm-hmm. to let love in from the outside. We have to give it to ourselves first in some small manner. And I think a lot of us, we, we try to, like you said, we try to do things for others first. Where we're like, okay, what can I give my mom? What can I, what can I give my family? How can I, or light workers, right? How can I create content for the world? Right. I mean, when's the last time you wrote yourself a love letter? I know we did this uh, to ourselves recently. Right. Recently. And it was transformative. But as often as we write, and as often as we think about writing for other people, should we not think about writing to ourselves even more? Like, this is what I'm just thinking about right now. Like, I should be Mm -hmm. so much more consumed with writing to myself. And from that overflow of love and abundance, things will naturally pour out into other people. I just, mm-hmm. So what do you think is the driving force between just like wanting to serve others? Is it genuine? I'm sure it is, right? Because I, I don't doubt that my place of, uh, my intention of serving others isn't genuine. I, I think it truly is, but I think a lot of it is just misguided where if we redirected that energy inward, Hold ourselves up and let it spill out. I think we would be much more happier and fulfilled. I think more authentic too, because you have to think. Um, I'm because I'm speaking from like the experience of not loving myself like a year ago to adoring myself now, and the shift in the way I interact with people is so different before. I was doing like all these favors and nice things like obviously because I loved somebody but I wanted them to see like my the value I had as a person mm-hmm. and if it wasn't recognized I could feel like my ego like or I would feel sad about it a little be like oh they didn't recognize or they didn't you know like I, I could buy my mom some flowers and just put them there mm-hmm. so for her to enjoy right but no, I had mm. to be like, mom, I bought you these flowers. I needed her to know that I was the one that bought them, not my dad. You know, I spent money on the flowers. And if I was like really feeling it and they were expensive flowers, like I'd leave the fucking price tag on them, um, you know? And that just, that was coming from a place of need of like, I need validation for doing a nice thing. Like I need to feel important and needed in this family. But when I st- I was able to love myself, I was like, it's, it doesn't matter if I get the recognition. Like, I want to do a nice thing for my mom because I love her. And whether or not she realizes, like, that I, that, you know, I bought expensive flowers or cheap flowers, it doesn't matter. Whether or not she thinks I bought them or my brother bought them, it doesn't matter. It's like, I want her to be able to enjoy them and be happy with them. Um, and, like, that's just, like, a little thing. And sure, you can find ways to apply it into um, bigger, like larger examples. But like, 
your intention is is kind of shifted like your ego can step in so easily if you're coming out of a place of lack right and that's enough i mean the bible says let your right hand or let your one hand not know what the other hand is doing like if you give money to the poor just like (laughs) have some like like, let one part of your body just be totally ignorant (laughs) to what the other side of your body is doing Yes. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I remember I saw like this, this like art. That's sorry, why you're here. A lot today. But um, there was this like art clip or this comic strip and it was like what the homeless people see. And it was like, they were getting money, but it was showing them like looking at the person recording them. And it's just like, wow, like you can't even give people money without posting it on the internet. You know, so like we're posting all these acts of kindness and we're we're losing sight of the fact that like nobody needs to see you do these acts of kindness except like you and so I like if you have to record yourself or take a photo of yourself doing something nice for somebody else like it's don't don't even bother doing it you know it's just Mm -hmm. like it has it doesn't have the right energy um it's not feeding your soul um you know, like we appreciate you being nice, but it's just like the the energy behind it is just so detrimental. Because it's self serving, um, right? You're taking an act that's supposed to be virtuous, selfless, and it you're turning is into you're, it's almost worse. Is <laughs> taking well, like such a great act and then you're it making is. it selfish. And that's what I'm like, yeah, and so like. If, if you if you do that and like I understand like you might not recognize it and I'm not trying to put you on blast but if like if you want to change that and do better like the easiest thing is like do something unanimous like what is it is it unanimous no not unanimous uh anonymous there we go I'm over here butchering words um, right and but be anonymous about things it's like maybe just like put like something I would tr- like ma- make sure I would try to do is like if I was giving somebody money like I would be really like sneaky about it like I would put it when they like a musician is playing music I would like put it in when they weren't looking at me put it in so it's just like I don't need him to see I was the one who gave him money I just need him to count an extra twenty dollar right. bill and so think about day, how we you know? do that yeah. to ourselves where we um showboat our own self-love right phone eats first we take ourselves on a date but phone eats first right uh <laughs> we go you know like we we are showcasing mm-hmm. moments i do I it all the time that, that is my life right now <laughs> it's like it just looks like my, my instagram story is literally a guy who loves himself Dan. who loves himself and loves showing it off so i need to get better at just like treating myself without anyone knowing right like it makes the moment so much purer right it just cultivates true self-love where okay i took myself to a nice spot i don't have to post about it the world doesn't have to know i did this for you mm-hmm. now enjoy your sandwich <laughs> <laughs> i want to um yes circle back to a topic okay. i talked about in the beginning where i pulled out the world card um there's two cards i pulled out actually one from my oracle deck also because I know you got an Oracle deck, and I was like, hey, maybe I want to look at my Oracle deck. 
Yeah. Um, which was weird because the two cards are kind of like polar opposite. The one card set was the world card, which pretty much says in Twin Flame speak that the journey has completed, the union is here, right? Mm. And then the other card, the Oracle deck, says let go. Like that was the words. Those were the words. So how do you make sense or how do you reconcile? I'm asking you and I'll chime in later. How do you reconcile those two energies? One that says it's here and then let go. I think we like talked about this. Um, I was like, I think my block is that I'm putting so much power on this union. Like if, if it doesn't pan out, I'm going to be upset about it. And if it does, I'm going to be happy about it. And I was like, that seems wrong. I know that's wrong. I shouldn't let something outside of myself make me happy or sad. You know? Um, and I, 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 I didn't even tell you. Like, I finally stepped into a place where I'm just like, this could not work out. And I can never hear from him again. And I'm fine with that. I'm just as fine with it as I would be if he reaches out to me. And I, I think you have, like, it, it sounds harsh, but it's like, you have to let go of that relationship for so many reasons. It's just like, one, you, you have to admit, like, you don't understand the, the complexity and the depth of it. And so let go of this, like, illusion mm-hmm. of a relationship, first and foremost, because, you know, it's, it's in a it's in this world context it's like we're both finally waking up to that Um, understanding and then let go of this yeah and this is like let go of the person because the person has nothing to do with your twin your twin is yourself is your soul is not a person that's exactly where my head is at where for you you like you definitely highlighted emphasized let go of the need for union to complete you or fulfill you Mine is just let go of my perception of what my person should be, right? Let go of what I believe my twin Mm -hmm. should be doing, right? Like if she doesn't want to start partying, if she doesn't want to stop seeing other people, that shouldn't affect me. Like I should be able to still love her unconditionally and have no expectation of what she wants to do. Yeah, let go of that expectation of them. So, I mean, that's how I see it for me. It's just like, just let go. Um, And and it makes sense because, like, I'm not the same person I was when I met him or when I reconnected with him. And so why do I expect him to be the same? So it's just like I have to let go um, of, like, the person he once was. Like, will I be able to, to love him? as he is now if I keep holding on to this older image of him and I know that that's my block where I just have I hold the highest standards for someone and I expect them to but they're my standards right they're subjective totally personal and have nothing they have nothing to do with the person's best interest sometimes where I'm just like okay so you should be doing xyz right and they're just like no right um even as we're Mm -hmm. running this instagram page i'm like 
Diana didn't post in four hours. She did not post today. What is she doing? <laughs> but that's my expectation of what you should be doing. You needed the day of self-love and self-care. And frankly, I'm jealous that you did. Right? I went so, balls out. For yeah, letting go is, um, <laughs> it's definitely tough for me, but definitely something I'm, I'm finally learning to do. Yeah, because I have those same expectations for myself. And so it's just projected outwards, right? I expect myself to post on, on, uh, to post a podcast, Instagram, Instagram TV. And I think I tell you this all the time too. I always put you on blast for it. I'm like, why? Exactly. And that's where it stems from. I'm like, "Mm." it is fear, right? Fear. It's fear that if I don't. mm. We'll still love you Mm. if you don't post. Don't worry, Dan. I love that. Love that. I that's something I need to remind myself every so often. Um, but so going back from the letting go aspect to the completion aspect, because I wanted to touch on this in the beginning and just to bring it full circle. Um, I do feel like in some ways we have mm-hmm. completed the twin flame journey. Like I can say that with confidence and my soul does not resist that statement. When I say I have completed the twin flame journey, I've, I, I, I mean, you completed. I feel like I've completed it. Portion of it. Maybe two years from now, I'll be like, oh no, I got ways to go. But I feel like for this leg of the journey, <laughs> I've completed. Yeah. The first leg. Completed the first leg. Do you feel like you've come to some? About right stopping point some some milestone not stopping point oh but yeah some milestone that's amazing yeah. that's amazing because i already feel from our first time yeah so right just like okay what's next like that's my idea it's like okay and what's the next part i'm ready i'm on to phase yeah, two we went from this. 101 to 102 or maybe two on one who knows <laughs> yeah we're in the honors track um because i just know energetically from the first time we spoke we are just in a way different headspace and a way different vibration i feel like we're both vibing higher um and we're both really stepping into our purpose speaking of which and i'll end on this uh we're both really stepping into our purpose right now and coming up in the next 10 days we're launching um, a couple services that are we just I don't know if you feel like you've been putting it off but I don't think mm. I've been putting it off it's just something that feels right to do right now so in 10 days we are launching our website yeah yes the all things twin flames official mm, website where better. you dear re- reader slash listener can go on you can see the list of different services that that we'll be offering um, and we're, you're going to see a Facebook page. I'm so excited for the Facebook group. Um, it's going to be an exclusive private Facebook group mm-hmm. dedicated to support twin flames and twin souls. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the Facebook I group. I am really excited. Me too. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance of having a community? Or what we plan on doing in the community to make this yeah. just the most incredible journey. Um, 
I think I'll speak on like the importance of having a community and you and me have said this like a lot of times. Um, me and Dan, we're, pre- we're pretty sure we have a soul contract. We have something going on because, you know, we, we came into each other's lives at such a pivotal point. And I cannot imagine having done this journey alone. Like I can't, I would like just having somebody that was going through the same thing made me feel like I was not going crazy. And I would, I remember like the most embarrassing things would happen to me. And I was like, I didn't even want to talk about it, but I was just like, I'm just going to tell Dan that this happened. And I would, he's like, dude, me too. I was like, I just, I had a pullover because I was crying so hard for no goddamn reason. He's like, me too. I was like, oh my God, thank God. Like, it's not just me. And (laughs) having somebody there that understands, that's supportive, that is just going through the same thing is so reassuring. And more than anything, I help it keeps, like, it keeps you aligned. It keeps you spiritually aligned. It keeps you, um, just authentic and it opens you up to your truth because you're not ashamed to admit that you had a dark night of the soul you're not going to be ashamed to admit that you texted them in the middle of the night even though you said you weren't going to talk to them anymore you know you're not gonna be I'm gonna just tell you the things I would tell him I was like Dan I drove by his house today like I'm a fucking creep um and there was no judgment there and that's what you're going to be able to get in a community and that's why I want like what I was so excited to offer this it's like I know how hard it was and I just hear all these people going through it alone and I just want to offer yeah, them that comfort. because it's not just a twin flame journey it's the as some people say it's the true spiritual journey so you're not just awakening to the fact that you have a twin flame you're awakening to the fact that you're a spiritual being and now you're seeing symbols now you're seeing synchronicities mm-hmm. you're seeing the same you're seeing numbers repeatedly over and over again you're just like what the fuck is going on and if you have no container to a safe container a safe space to vent and share and bounce off ideas yeah and you invite you know third party energy that's not conducive for spiritual growth well then you kind of shoot yourself in the foot yeah you do and it's hard. Like, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this, I'm sure you have heard this time and again. It's just like, just get over the person or like, maybe they're toxic or they don't, like, I don't understand why you're still obsessing over them. Like, um, it's, it's hard and other people could be very judgmental or just very harsh because they don't know how to be loving. Like, you know, they're, they're concerned is what it is. And they want to get you out of this. They don't want to see you suffering. And the truth is, you know, sometimes you just got to go through it and you need the support. You you don't need somebody making you feel bad about what you're already doing. And on top of that, this, no, you're good. You're perfect. Um, (laughs) The twin flame journey is not supposed to make any sense. You're going to feel a type of way about someone who, quite frankly, (laughs) in earthly logic, you shouldn't feel any type of way for And so you could easily dismiss the greatest lesson and the most beautiful, most abundant amount of growth you'll ever come across just because it doesn't make sense in earthly logic. 
And that's what I don't want people to miss out on. I don't want people to miss out on the fact that they can activate their psychic abilities. Hmm. I don't want people to miss out on the Mm. fact that they can open their heart to unconditional love, not just for the twin, but for everything in their life, for themselves first and then for everything, right? I don't want people, yeah, I don't want people to miss out on the fact that we're all connected, right? So there's so many pieces and perks that come with the twin flame journey that frankly, a lot of people would just skip out on just because it doesn't make sense sense it's crazy it's irrational um and so by having that support system you're (laughs) gently guided towards the truth that you know is truth capital t truth which is divine love which is twin flame which is unconditional love right um and then aside from those readings um or aside from the facebook group um, Diane and I will be doing one-on-one consultations and um, different types of services. Don't need to go into it, but um, just know that if you need to reach out to us personally, whether you need someone to psychically just tap into the connection or you need life path coaching or you need help clearing up chakras or going through trauma therapy, um, we're here for you. That's literally what Where'd the bottom you? of the website says. We're here for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> that that website um, and the Facebook group and our services opens up in nine days from now. On, I'm so so oh, so excited. The website's this. looking fabulous. I'm excited for it. Um, so yeah, October first. Mark your calendar. The Facebook group is going live. Um, And just real quick, before we end this, I want to break down the word community Mm because we've been talking about you don't, how you don't experience what you don't make space for, or you don't experience what you allow in, what you don't allow in. If you take the word community, you break it down, it's literally come unity. You're asking unity to come to you, right? You're asking unity to come so invite unity, invite union by plugging yourself into a group so that unity can happen in all facets of your life, including your love life. Well, so friend. this has been an amazing talk. Um, is there anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, no. I was going to say yeah, we, we can we went long that. on this one. Um, I'm ex- Oh, well, I guess uh, I'm excited because um, I'm going to be doing my own solo podcast on here. So get ready to hear. A- <laughs> As if I'm not voice. feminine enough. No, that's great. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Diana, she's been posting uh, her writing on on the Instagram page, I needed to read this. Um, and she's going to be posting solo episodes here on this podcast. Um, and then the website will have services from yeah. both me and her. You can get a reading done from me, from her. You can have a one-on-one consultation with me or her. So uh, anything you need for here. 
All right. Um, thanks for listening to this. If you believe that this episode, anything we talked about guys. Uh, will be of value to a friend, please share it. Um, and we wish you all the best. All the love, all the power. Good night. Night.